This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology for Hawthorne School District 73, and my partner in crime over here. Hello, everybody. This is Karen Matero, the Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. We're happy to be here again today when we're talking about media and video. We love all that. We're thankful for being here. I mean, we're getting really close to Thanksgiving, so oh we're, we're thankful for, for yeah. being here and thankful, thankful we get to talk about fun stuff like grateful this. Grateful and thankful. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so today we're going to talk about video. Like we've been talking a little bit about kind of the use of video. We actually have uh, by now, by the time this episode gets released, um, you probably will see on our website. Uh, we've been talking for a while about yes. having. Uh, it was your idea to do PD and seventy three? Yes, to PD do seventy three second seconds. videos. Um, or as close to seventy three seconds as possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, the idea being PD and seventy three that sometimes we don't have time, you mm -hmm. know, to do, we don't have time to sit in on an hour long session somewhere. We don't have time to go to a conference. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to watch a 20 minute video. We don't have time. Right. Time right. is a commodity that just, it seems to be getting less and less Absolutely. all the time. And so, <laughs> um, as, as and we need like hooks, right? Like, right. because obviously if you see something that interests you, like mm -hmm. we talk about on our podcast, if this interests you, go to the references, right. then do a deeper dive. Yes. But we need to expose or mm -hmm. allow people to explore a variety of topics that interest them right. or that they could utilize and then they could always do a deeper dive. Yeah. But we need but, that hook. And that's one of the things about this podcast. That's specifically why we try to keep it pretty short. We try to keep it to about 10 to 15 minutes because we figure, you know, most people's commute mm -hmm. uh, at minimum would be 10 to 15 minutes, if not longer. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we sometimes we do a little bit of a deep dive here on the podcast, yes. but for the most part, we are trying to give you kind of bite-sized introductions to things so that, you know, if we, a couple weeks ago, we talked about gamification. Ooh, I we might have, and I know we've got another one coming yes. up in a few weeks, but we talked about gamification and that was a way, like we weren't going to, in 12 minutes, we weren't <laughs> going to give you everything you need to know about gamification, but maybe we piqued your interest enough so that you were self-motivated yes. to go to Google, to go wherever, Continuous and learning. Say, go to YouTube and say, okay, I like this idea. I want to, before John and Karen come back in a few weeks, I want to find out more about gamification. Mm -hmm. You were interested enough to do that. We didn't drag you along with us. We just introduced it to you. Exactly. And that's kind of the whole idea. Today, we're talking about the use of video right, in classrooms and short sure. videos. And, and I'll talk a little bit, too, about the idea of micro-learning and how we can kind of use that to be um, little bite-sized mm -hmm. pieces to you know, teach particular skills or particular content in a really short format. I definitely think our listeners use video, use mm -hmm. images in their classroom. So we're talking about strategically picking things so that it's efficient, right? Like yeah. you're, you're going to talk a little bit more about like quick, but it is about being efficient, being able for relevance. So using current events or photos or videos to do that, it's so much more engaging to show something, yeah. a video, an image, hear a noise or a sound when students are learning different content. Mm -hmm. And then it's also affordable. I mean, like it's free out there. You can Google, you can mm -hmm. go to YouTube or wherever and show an image of this is what it looked like when the Berlin Wall came down. 
And we have to make sure that as we think about the students in our class, we talk about this all the time, for equity and accessibility. If a student has never experienced the North Woods of Wisconsin or the game of cricket, for mm -hmm. instance, we gotta bring that background knowledge to them because yes. as all the science of reading research shows with the neuroscientists about learning to read, a huge thing that we're missing as teachers of reading is building students' background knowledge. Mm -hmm. And what better way to do it than in a short clip mm -hmm. of this is what it looks like or sounds like or feels like or hearing music or sounds or looking at images of a specific thing. We have to build students' background knowledge because even our best readers cannot read a story about cricket if they don't have any idea of what the vocabulary that's attached to that game is. And we live in an era, I'm gonna sound like an old man when I say things like yes. that. We live in an era where all that is so readily available. Exactly. Like I don't have to, as a kid, we had, we didn't have the whole thing, but we had Encyclopedia Britannica at home. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't know how much money my parents plopped down, exactly. but we had Encyclopedia Britannica and you had to go to the encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. You had to find what you were looking for. You kind of had to already know some of the terms that yeah. you were looking for. Like it, it was a bit of an effort to it go effort. find and build that background knowledge. Or I had the opportunity because my dad uh, took a job overseas. I had the opportunity to see in person things that I would Big never ben. have gotten to see. <laughs> Big Ben, the Tower of London, uh, we had a chance to go to London Bridge. Germany and France and Lucky Amsterdam you. and all these different, in Italy and, and all these different places. And not all of our students had that right. opportunity. And so, and the fact that we have the internet and we have YouTube and we have all these different all resources. And the internet has gotten to the point where I don't have to know specific terms anymore. I can kind of give it a rough idea. Right. If I'm a student and I just don't know, but I kind of have a little bit of an idea of where to start, I can basically tell Google or I can tell AI or I can tell something, here's kind of what I'm looking for, point mm -hmm. me in the right direction. And at this point, the internet the internet is quote unquote smart enough to know what I'm looking for exactly. and get me, get me going in the right direction. And so I think it's amazing that we have the opportunity to have all of this available to students. I And, you know, we keep talking about exploration, <laughs> investigation, interrogation. All of this you can do through video mm -hmm. and text and actually seeing, like, firsthand mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. Because, first of all, it's way more interesting and exciting, too, yeah. to see it firsthand. Like, what a great way, you know, you and I were talking before we started this, like, I'm doing something very um, difficult in science or social mm -hmm. I don't know, a cell yeah. or something. In the night before I have my students watch a video on the reproduction of a cell or the layers of the cell and blah, blah, blah. They come to class with some background knowledge. Mm -hmm. So now when we read this more difficult text, my students have a better chance mm -hmm. of attacking the vocabulary. What type, I'm not starting from scratch. Right. I have some background knowledge. Now, we talk about our it's, it's the idea of the flipped classroom. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. like, our teachers that went to LEAP when they learned about the flipped classroom, so they would um, videotape themselves doing a problem, mm -hmm. talking it out. A student can then look at that video, stop it, rewind it. Yeah. That's what Khan Academy does. Yeah. They have a video showing how they their thought process, how they right. did my goodness, well, what a great way to help a student yeah. succeed. Well, the whole idea of the flipped classroom is sometimes some of our students, you know, we, we do the in-class, they get the direct instruction, mm -hmm. and then they're expected to go home, and when they go home, that's where they do the practice. Yeah. Whereas with the flipped classroom, if you're not familiar with it, the flipped classroom, what it says is 
why would you not have students do the practice when the expert, the teacher, right. is in the room with them and can help guide them mm -hmm. through that practice? Why would you, and I say this as a parent who I'm, I'm well educated, but I would even have my own children come home and when they're working through their practice and their homework, I mean, it's, it's stuff that I hadn't learned. Exactly. I was a language arts teacher, so when my kids came home with Calculus. fifth or sixth grade math <laughs> that I had never, you know, I'd never done it that way before, it was frustrating for me because I wanted to help them. I'm like, look, I've been through fifth right. grade. I should know how to do you this. Should. But it was different than the way I had learned it. And so it was a bit of a struggle. And, and so the whole idea of the flipped classroom is if I could eat as a parent, think of how that benefits the parents too. If there's a video that helps so awesome. get the concept across, like if the parent can also get Equity. that direct instruction Accessibility. with their child, then imagine when the child goes back to school, they do the practice there, then if they come back home and need more help, the parent got the same learning the mm -hmm. student did if they sat and watched that video with them or sat and watched it at some other time. Imagine how that feels for the parents to be able to better help their child for something that might have been a concept exactly. that they might struggle with too. And so I said, my one of my daughters going through Stevenson High School, I forgot what math class it was. Yeah. I felt like I knew this teacher firsthand. Mm -hmm. She would watch his videos of doing math problems over and over again. Rewind, mm -hmm. fast forward, rewind. I literally felt when I met him at Open House, I'm like, yeah. how are you? Like I see yeah. you every night in my house. Yeah. And just, You're on a first-name basis. We never was. met before. And it doesn't take <laughs> long. No. And we know teachers are at Hawthorne are doing that. We know yeah. some of our middle school teachers and maybe elementary, but are doing some of that at home, explaining. I'll never forget just using audio in an email. So sending new mm -hmm. teachers an email, a written one, and then I attach to it an audio. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. explaining in more depth. This is what I need to do. It was something yeah. about training. And I can't tell you the number of people who sent me an email back saying, like, this was so helpful. Yeah. Just, not just visual. You went to the encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. If you were a kid that had struggled visually, mm -hmm. imagine if that was alive and you could actually right. see it on a YouTube video, yeah. audio, instead of just visual. We keep talking about equity and access, and I keep saying We've got to be able to provide different ways for yeah. students to get into the content. They have to have well, access. And it's 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 where they live. Like it's exactly. where our students You're live. Right. And it is and I, I mentioned earlier it's gonna make me sound like I'm an old man, but it's it's where our students live and honestly it's where our teachers live. Exactly. Like at this point, the the generation of teachers that are coming up and the generation of our students, um, we were just reading something before we started that uh, different studies have shown that the average attention span is now about 90 seconds. Um, and even for our younger students, it's even a little bit less than that mm -hmm. because a lot of what they encounter are TikTok videos, right. YouTube videos, 90 um, seconds. You know, Vimeo, like if anybody remembers old, uh, the, the Vine app that was oh, seven man. second videos. Um, everything is done in bite-sized videos. So one of the things that we've been talking about is the idea of micro-learning. That's kind mm -hmm. of another term for short, bite-size, um, it doesn't have to be just videos, but can be videos, can be audio. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could almost even consider this podcast kind right. of an example of a little bit of an extended micro-learning, but part of the idea behind using micro-learning videos would be it meets the audience where they're at. This is what they're used to seeing. Um, and we talked about gamification right. a couple weeks ago. And the idea is kids play games. Right. Like they're used to games. They know the structure of sure. games. They they know Gross. going into it, it's not unfamiliar. Uh -huh. So that's already a benefit for the game. 
I know how games work. Right. As I walk into it, I'm comfortable. I know how short videos work. I'm used to scrolling exactly. through TikTok or scrolling through Snapchat or, or whatever the, the app is that they're using. And the benefits of these micro-learning videos is it's convenient. Yes. It's way easier for me to watch a 90-second video than a half-hour documentary mm -hmm. on something. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the half-hour documentary. But if I need to learn something quick, or if I just right. need to get myself started with the basics. Or you need multiple perspectives on right. something, 90 seconds from each perspective. Yeah. Now I can do some higher order thinking yeah. of comparing and contrasting who's got it right, what if I perspective. Can do, if I can do three different perspectives uh -huh. in, in two and a half minutes versus an wow. hour and a half, I mean, much better. Like that's much better, much Micro quicker. research. Too. It's, it's convenient. Um, it is engaging. It's it's efficient with your time. It's you can customize it mm -hmm. uh, because, like you said, I can. If I have a collection of short videos, I might, as a teacher too, if I've made a collection of short videos, I could tell my students these six videos are all on this topic and it all gives you different mm -hmm. bits and pieces different ways to view this particular topic whether it's a concept in science or a concept in math or language arts or social studies or music or art or whatever i have six videos on here they all kind of get at different aspects of this um you know feel free to watch four of them mm -hmm. and when you come to class tomorrow we'll talk about you know you'll you'll get some of the stuff you didn't if you didn't watch the other two then right. you know we'll, we'll talk about it you'll get that information but you know pick three pick four you know, customize your learning with this, um, and then we'll build that into the lesson tomorrow. Reinforcement, you talked about, yeah. and accessibility, like you talked about being able to rewatch. Oh so much goodness. easier. If, if somebody told me, okay, I need you to watch this 20-minute video, and when you watch this 20-minute video, take notes and do all this and do this, if it was that versus, okay, here's a 60-second video, I as a student, if I need to, I can watch that thing three times, oh and goodness. I've still saved about 18 minutes yeah, versus watching the 20 minute video. Um, and I, I wanna be careful to say, I'm not I'm not dogging on the 20 minute videos. Right. There are times and places where that's absolutely appropriate. I love movies. I'll go sit in a movie theater and watch a three hour movie, no problem. So right. I'm not saying we should throw out We're all just... of the long form stuff. I'm just saying that I think to meet people where they're at and to provide something that you know gets that information to you quickly so that you can take it and you can branch out well, from there. What what personally in, interests you about it, you then have more time and opportunity I, to go explore that. I think, you know, we always talk about the higher order thinking skills mm -hmm. of comparing and contrasting and application, transfer, yeah. performance. Having a 20 minute video, one video, to me, yeah. isn't as beneficial as having multiple videos yeah and being able to compare and contrast who did it better. Yeah. You know, what did I learn from each? What is their voice? What is their voice? Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you know, we keep going back to like our IAR, our state test. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On our state test, there are multimedia mm -hmm. examples. Yeah. Like they read, I remember um, one year, one practice test, they read something on Amelia Earhart, they saw a video on yeah. her, They and then they asked questions. Who did it best? Yeah. Like, what did we learn from the video yeah. that we didn't learn from reading it's total it? The, multimodal literacy. It's, mu it's total. This yeah. is what we, you know, our di digital lit conference that yeah. we went to. Like, mm -hmm. how are we incorporating yeah. media for learning? How does that compare to when you read something? Yeah. How does media help you when you're researching or when yeah. you're learning? Like, 
I keep going back to that background knowledge. They we gotta build kids' background well, knowledge. They gotta and, be in it. And building the background knowledge, but teachers, how many times have you had to repeat yourself? Uh-huh. Like how many times have you taught something and the student comes back and goes, I don't remember this. Right. Or I don't know. Or when it comes All time to, to review for a test or review for an assessment, um, there is, you know, some of the research that's done on I think they call it the forgetting curve. Oh, yeah. And it's the, like, 90% of what, what people see. learn over the yes. course of a week. A week later, you will have forgotten 90% of what you learned. Exactly. Um, and so think of, like, micro-learning or, or micro-learning videos as a way of Exploring. jogging your memory. Mm-hmm. As a way of saying, okay, so I learned this, but I need some reinforcement. Like, yeah. I need to go back to this. I need yeah, my memory jogged. It, yes. And even, like, even for me, the as senses. I'm doing my job, like, there are things that I might have read two weeks ago. And honestly, with everything that I've done in the last two weeks, I'm going to be sitting there going, oh, I don't remember. Right. <laughs> I don't remember 90% of what I what I heard or what I saw. But if I can go back to a quick little video, if there's a quick 30-second thing on YouTube that will help jog my memory, that's enough to reactivate that knowledge and for me to go, okay, nope, I'm good. I got yep. it. I can move on now. There, that's why there's that saying, a picture says a thousand words. Absolutely. I mean, uh, let's face it. Like, we know that wars and things were changed. I mean, I keep thinking about the Dust Bowl when that one photograph changed what our government did for that area. A picture is impactful. We talk about emotion. We talk about all those emotional connections, whatever. We need to start using video, images, sound, artwork, all of these kinds of things to yeah. get to our emotional understanding of a topic. You want to hear something funny? Yes. We were so excited about micro-learning. This has probably been our longest episode in oh, the last several weeks. Oh, my goodness. We <laughs> we've we've gone over 17 out. minutes, so we're going to cut this oh one short. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We, just, we got too excited. Well, we're always We got excited. so excited but about, and, and this about is micro-learning. Easy, this is an easy way to change <laughs> yes. what's happening in your classroom. Really yeah. easy. Everyone should try this. Yes. That's num- yeah. for, uh, minute 18. But yes. everyone should <laughs> should be doing this. And if you need some... Equity and access, people. Yes. And if you need some tools, if you need some tools to help you with that on your iPad, on your computer, there are ways to make quick and easy little videos. Uh, if you've ever used Flipgrid, yes, things like that. So there so are all many. kinds of tools out there. Um, there are some great apps on the iPads that we have as well. Clips is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need any help with those, obviously there is YouTube, there's Google, but there's also me. There's us. Yes. You can ask us um, and we will either get you some training. We can connect you up with one of our Apple coaches. Absolutely. They do free 30-minute one-on-one sessions. Yep. You can sign up for it anytime. So we'll we have did. information for you. <laughs> um, but yes, so so thank you, Karen. Thank so you much. so much. Thanks, everyone, for hanging on to this longer episode. We All hope right. you didn't fast forward through us. Yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> they might have played us on like one and a half speed. Yeah, oh, so that's we, good. we sound like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you back here next week for another great episode. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?